0: Today on Locked On Anaheim Ducks, we're going to talk about the Tulsa Oilers and how they did over the weekend, and another prospect goes down to Tulsa, all of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, or T-L-O-P-N, or Tlopin. How's everyone doing today? Okay, let's go right into it. You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. Make sure to subscribe if you have not already. And you're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, who's been covering hockey for the better part of a decade, going on 11 years. Hopefully we have hockey in the AHL coming soon, I hope. Uh, What else? Oh, yeah, you can follow the show at LO underscore Ducks. You could email the show at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And you could follow my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. Alright, this show is brought to you by Built Bar Today. The best tasting protein bar in the land. That tastes like a candy bar, folks. Yeah, I've done quite a bit of hiking recently, as you may or may not have seen. Uh, by the way, just a little aside. Tequit's Peak out in Idlewild is, is a fun hike. It's a fun one. Yeah, it's still a little snowy up there, so I just always say this. Just be careful if you go hiking out there. If you're in the San Bernardino Mountains, the Angeles National Forest, if you're in the Orange County Mountains, or I guess quote-unquote mountains like San Clemente, yeah, there's some good trails out there. All right, enough of the chitter-chatter. Let's talk some hockey. Over the weekend, the Tulsa Oilers, they played a couple of games. I talked about the Friday game last time. Uh, There is one note that I want to get through before talking about the game itself and that is that Tulsa added another Ducks prospect that you may or may not have heard. Uh, this this is actually pretty decent news and something that I want to talk about. So the Ducks picked up Maxime Galode, who is a Ducks prospect. He's only 20 years old, a nice little left winger from Ontario. So he got drafted pretty late in the draft. Actually, what I like about Galode And I'm going to talk about him more later on. Uh, He's got great puck handling ability. Someone that I was a little bit high on before. Uh, Puck handling, like I said, is a plus for him. Um, Skating ability is a plus for him. A very, very gifted offensive player. So that's someone that I might be talking about more and more as the season goes on. Because I can assure you that I think he's going to come back to the San Diego Goals. Later on this season. And once again that is Maxime Galode Who is only 20 years old. Uh, great great kid. So he joined the Tulsa Oilers. Just in time for Saturday's teddy bear toss. And I will just say. They didn't exactly do a teddy bear toss per se. Because of COVID. So what they did. And I like what they did here. They actually had fans bring in the teddy bears. Right. So teddy bears were brought and they weren't going to throw them on the ice like they have in previous years, but instead they were just going to have the fans bring the teddy bears and just distribute them before or during the game. They had a couple tables there. So that's something that I really, really liked. Um, If you guys missed it, Gallaud signed a three-year entry-level contract back in October. And this is someone that I talked about a little bit before So I'm going to talk about him a little bit more now, since I didn't get the opportunity to do so back then. So back in October, three-year entry-level contract, he previously played with the Erie Otters of the OHL. He led the team in scoring with 25 goals, 53 assists, 78 points. And that includes 26 power play points. So really, that's his main specialty, is the power play. So... Once again, a great, great player, and I think he's gifted. Seeing some of his play down in Erie, yeah, it's the stick handling skills. It's the puck handling. That's his forte right there. So let's talk a little bit about the game before we head into the intermission. This will be a quick episode today. But early on, it was Tulsa looking like they were just asleep. Kind of like how I've been feeling the past few days. Yeah, Allen came out in the first couple of minutes and they got off on a break. And McGrew got the goal. The defense was completely asleep. This one is not at all on Ole Erikson Eck. He made the initial save, a diving stop to his right to even make that first save. But where was the help on defense? Because there were three Allen American players crashing the net and only one defenseman from Tulsa back trying to defend the net. Where's the rest of the defense? This sounds so familiar, doesn't it? Goalie does almost all the work. Defense doesn't make it back in time. This sounds too familiar, right, Ducks fans? Just a little bit. So Erickson tried his best, couldn't get the first save. It was one nothing early on. And at the end of the first period, it was Moynihan who got the first goal of the game to make it a 1-1 tie. Yeah, that's pretty much where that was. But then Tulsa really came alive in the second period, scoring two goals. One from Sam and the second one from Burmaster from Max Gallaud. Uh, Galode got off on the break. This ended up being a two-on-one. Uh, Gallaud got the puck back from Burmaster. So Burmaster stole it, got it into the zone, passed it to Gallaud. Gallaud had a nice sauce pass right back to Burmaster. So a great give and go. But that sauce pass was just absolutely fantastic filthy. That made it 3-1. Unfortunately, Ole Eriksson gave up a couple of goals. One of them from a groove from the blue line. Yeah, he probably could have had that one. And then Franklin scored a goal, making it 3-3. That one, again, sloppy defense by Tulsa. But Moynihan scored a second in the game, the game-winner, making it 4-3 victory for the Tulsa Oilers. I'll go a little bit more in-depth ...into the game after the first intermission... ...but let's talk about Built Bar... ...the best tasting protein bar in the land. They are back with their Built Bites... ...and if you go onto the Built Bar site right now... ...they have the white chocolate cookies and cream. That flavor is back for their Built Bites... ...so be sure to get on that right away. Go to BuiltBar.com... ...check out the Built Bites section... White chocolate cookies and cream is back. One of my favorite flavors, probably my current favorite flavor out of them all. But there's a plethora of great flavors out there, including double chocolate and regular cookies and cream. They are made in a nut-free facility for those of you with allergies. They are only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, so low on sugar, and 17 grams of protein. So not only are they low calorie and healthy for you, but they taste fantastic they are nice and marshmallowy, made with 100% real chocolate. So go to BuiltBar.com right now, enter promo code ON and you get 20% off your next order of Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar in the land. Once again, that is 20% off with promo code ON. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Tulsa Oilers. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And before we go into the second segment, just want to remind you to subscribe to this podcast if you have not already, because we are going to have a couple of more shows coming up this week and some more NHL related news, as that is sure to drop later this week as far as confirmation when the NHL is going to start. Hopefully we get that soon because I I miss hockey, folks. I miss seeing live games. It's been way too long now. Granted, I have seen some live hockey. Just put it out there. I have seen some live hockey. I mean, there are players working out out here just in random parts. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. All right. Let's talk more about the Tulsa Oilers and about the three prospects for Tulsa. Let's start with um, let's start off with Maxim Galode because why not? Because he had that sick, sick saucer pass right to Burmaster. So what I liked about that pass was that showed great, great, just spatial awareness of the players around him because there was two players coming right from behind on the play and this was Tulsa's third goal of the game. So Golod, he did a very smart thing there. Is he kind of looked to his side a little bit and almost did sort of a no-look pass because there was a slight hitch in his skate thinking, okay, this could easily be a shot right here or this could be a pass. Again, this is a 2 on 1 break for the Tulsa Oilers. So a little bit of a slight hitch. Was he going to shoot it? Was he not? Now he didn't necessarily get the defender to bite. But he did get the goalie to bite. Yeah. He got Mott to bite on that one. Where he was pretty much left in no man's land after that. Where it looked like maybe Gallaud was going to go for the top shelf shot. But instead sauced it. And this was a perfect pass right to Burmaster. And Burmaster had plenty of open net on that one. So just that little bit of... Of a little hitch, a little bit of uh, a great stick handling play by Galode to create that goal. And that's something that the Ducks like. They like that creativeness, they like that creation of goals. So that's something that I really liked as far as Gallod's play. Uh, Kindop, he had no points, a negative one rating, had three shots on net, uh, a couple of pretty decent shots, but again, you know, he's a third liner. He'll get there. He'll get there, folks. And finally, I want to talk about Ole Erikson Ek, who had 29 saves on 32 shots. He allowed three goals. Maybe that second one he might want back because that was from the blue line. He saw it all the way. I mean, don't get me wrong. It was a good shot. But Erikson probably could have gotten that save. The other two through no fault of his own. This was just poor defense on... On Tulsa's side, uh, this is something that they absolutely have to work on, and this is something that I'm going to probably say a lot more about the Ducks in general, or I have said about the Ducks a lot more in general. Is they got to work on getting back on defense, not allowing the cheap goal, because that's exactly what happened. Ole Eriksson Ek, I thought, did a formidable job in net on that game. Uh, once again, 29 saves on 32 shots. He was steady. Or most of the game. Most of those saves, uh, he was just right on it. Kept calm. Kept the puck moving. That's what you want to see in your goalie. That's fine. But those little goals, the, the softballs, you still got to work on a little bit. I mean, he is in the ECHL right now. He is going to go up to San Diego later this season. Presumably as a backup or might get a few starts because the Ducks still have not signed another backup goalie. So they're likely to just stick with having Gibson on the front of that. And they're going to have Anthony Stolars backing up. Which isn't a bad idea. I mean Stolarz is a great backup. He did fine with the Philadelphia Flyers as a backup goalie. He did get called up to the Ducks right before the season abruptly ended. And I think that Stolarz can be a formidable backup. But that obviously leaves a giant gap in San Diego. And I think Ole Eriksson-Eck is going to fill that gap and get a few starts with the goals this season, if and when they return. So just a little bit on that. Uh, Ole Eriksson-Eck, so far this season, just the one game. uh, Three goals against. Yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine, folks. He will get a few more games down in Tulsa Uh, Their next two games. They have a pair of games at Utah. Yeah, this looks like the Utah Grizzlies are going to be their next opponent. And that is this Friday and Saturday. All right. This is pretty interesting. I I like this matchup. Utah is the westernmost team playing in the ECHL this season. Uh, Once again, two games. One on Friday, one on Saturday. Both start at... 7 o'clock local time so that is 6 p.m pacific time so you could probably hear those ones on the radio they do have highlights that come out but once again tulsa oilers playing a doubleheader at utah friday and saturday all right we'll be back after the second intermission stay locked in Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, presented by Built Bar. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. And I've said this many times before, uh, the first two segments I recorded before this news came out. The third segment I waited in, I typically wait to record the third segment in the morning just in case some news comes out and a big piece of news came out. Well, two big news, a couple, well, one retirement and one pretty sad news. Uh, First, let's get to the retirement. And this is coming out of the St. Louis Blues Camp. It's not who you think. Not who you think, guys. Uh, Let's start with the retirement. Uh, This one is kind of expected. Um, Alexander Steen has announced his retirement after 1,018 career games, 245 goals, and 622 points with Toronto and St. Louis. You thought I was going to say someone else, didn't you? Uh, yeah, Jay Bo Meester is still active right now, but Alexander Steen is retiring after a thousand seasons, or a thousand games, rather. Uh, he cited some back issues that he'd been dealing with over the past year. Here's what GM Doug Armstrong had to say about Alexander Steen upon the news. Quote, On the ice, Steen was a player that management and the coaching staff, and more importantly, teammates, knew what they were going to get on a nightly basis. He didn't play an easy game but he played a winning game. He does a lot of things behind the scenes that I didn't know about, that other people didn't know about, as far as mentoring young players, holding them accountable and giving them a shoulder to cry on, for lack of a better term. If he wants to stay in the game, he has all the pedigree to coach or manage or do whatever he wants. End quote. That is great, great praise. And by the way, other news, uh, congrats to Alexander Steen and his wife, Josephine, on the arrival of a baby boy last night. So I know he cited some injury issues, but come on, he's got a newborn on the way. He's got a family. I think he's got to get family first. That's really, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, we could read between the lines here. He's going to be there for his wife for his newborn. So congrats on a great career. All right. Uh, now the not-so-great news. This one this one kind of hit when I read it this morning. Um, oh, boy. Henrik Lundqvist. He will not be playing this season, and this could be career-ending. Uh, this is some pretty tough news. So I'm just going to read what he put out there, and this is a quote directly from Henrik Lundqvist. Quote, It breaks my heart, literally, to share this news. I will not be joining the Capitals this upcoming season. After many weeks of tests and conversations with specialists around the country, it's been determined that a heart condition will prevent me from taking the ice. Together, we have decided that the risk of playing before remedying my condition is too high. So I will spend the coming months figuring out the best course of action. For the past two months, I've been so inspired by the opportunity to play in D.C. and committed to my game. Spending every day at the rink to prepare for the upcoming season, the news was very difficult to process. But after the last test result earlier this week, we knew there was only one way to go from here. I want to thank the entire Capitals organization for not only giving me this opportunity, but also for their support throughout this challenging time. I will take the next few weeks to be with my family and I'll be back to share the next steps. End quote. So I kind of alluded to this earlier in the segment. Um, There's another player that has heart issues and he's currently active. I mean, he's not retired yet, but you know, Jay Bomeester, Ducks fans remember this. This is seared in a lot of Ducks fans' memories. It's seared in my memory for sure. i seen that at the pond 10 months ago is still very haunting to me. I still can't believe I um, saw that in front of my eyes. Watching Jay Bowmeister collapse on the ice because of a cardiac event. You do not want to see this happen with Henrik Lundqvist. Something that's heart related. He has to take care of himself first. Absolutely. So we wish nothing but the best for Henrik Lundqvist. And I'm just going to speak for a minute about these kind of issues. Look, when it comes with the heart you have to be extra careful. In the world of sports, we've seen heart conditions just go awry in very specific ways. And I'm going to go back a little bit. Uh, for those of you that live in Southern California, if you're a little bit older, you might remember this. Hank Gathers from Loyola Marymount University after taking or after dunking the basketball, five seconds later, collapsed on the hardwood on center court and he was convulsing, and he pretty much died right there. And that hang gather story still is seared in my memory for a while. So that that one got to me. That one's sad. Then you get to sticking with basketball. Reggie Lewis. remember Reggie Lewis back with the Boston Celtics, where he had a heart condition? He ended up passing away as well. And now I'm gonna go even more recent. I'm going to jump all the way to 2020 here. You had Jay Bowe back in February. You have Henrik Lundqvist. And even in the world of college basketball, you have Keontae Johnson, the star player from University of Florida. Uh, He collapsed on the floor against Florida State about a week ago. Uh, He collapsed during the game. He was in critical condition. And latest news is he's in stable condition but recovering. Uh, Keontae Johnson did have coronavirus earlier in the year, and now he's got some heart-related issues. You know, with everything going on right now, you have to be careful, especially with the heart, because you definitely don't want to see anything tragic happen, and especially to a great, great citizen of the game and Henrik Lundqvist. He's one of the most beloved players in the entire National Hockey League, and he has to put himself and his family first. Um, honestly, if I'm just going to put this out there and be honest, he's played for a long time. He's had a fantastic career with the New York Rangers. Honestly, when it comes to matters of the heart, you've got to know when to hang up the skates. So I wish nothing but the absolute best for Henrik Lundqvist. And I just hope he can get through this. Honestly, that's my hope. Uh, With that, we're going to end the program for today. I know we're ending on a somber note, but that was a big, big news story in the NHL this morning that I had to get out there and talk about a little bit. So once again, Henrik Lundqvist, he announced that he's not going to play in the upcoming season due to a heart condition, and this might be retirement for Henrik Lundqvist. I guess we'll see after a year. So if you want more information on that, I invite you all to check out Locked on Rangers, my buddy and colleague, John Chick. Um, I'm sure he will definitely have more on the Henrik Lundqvist news. So, yeah, be sure to check out Locked on Rangers and check out the rest of the Locked on NHL Network. But I just wanted to give a shout out to John Chick from Locked on Rangers. I'm sure he's filling it right now, too. All right thanks once again for listening. If you want to hear this podcast, uh, make make sure to subscribe. If you haven't, go on to Locked on Ducks on iTunes. Check out some previous episodes. Uh, You can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Follow me at StimpyJD. Thank you all once again for listening. Uh, Just be safe out there, guys. All right. Be safe. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez, reminding you to keep social distancing, stay safe, and be kind to each other. Ducks, fly together. Hello once again. I know this is unexpected to have this at the end of a podcast, and this is not in the norm. But there is some breaking news that I wanted to get out there, and this is definitely a correction from what I just spoke about. So the Tulsa Oilers... And the Utah Grizzlies are not going to be playing this coming weekend. This came out literally minutes ago, where the Utah Grizzlies and the Tulsa Oilers games are postponed. This coming from West Valley City, Utah, and this is directly from Utah. The Grizzlies games for the December 18th and 19th games against the Tulsa Oilers have been postponed per league safety protocols. The ECHL is working with the Grizzlies and Oilers on rescheduling the games to a later date. Guys, it begins already. This is the first instance in pro hockey in the ECHL where games are postponed due to COVID-19. Uh, so once again, uh, the Oilers will not be playing this weekend. Those games are once again postponed to a later date. Uh, no idea when those games would be played, but that just came out literally Minutes ago. So this is sad news to hear from the East Coast Hockey League or the ECHL. It's just what it is right now, to be honest. It, it is what it is. Uh, this is COVID times. These things could happen. So the next time Tulsa plays will be after Christmas. So in fact, we will not have any updates on any Ducks prospects in Tulsa until after Christmas. So that's just something that I needed to get across to the listening audience. So once again, Tulsa Not Playing, thank you all so much for listening. Have a great rest of the day and stay safe, everyone.